Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Adam Tarno, joined as always by Todd Wagner. Hello, Adam. Hello, friends. All right, Todd, question is this. Are prayers more effective where two or three people are gathered? Yeah, so you and I are dead on the number, so we could pray right now and it'd be very effective. Very effective. Right? Now we could have a third and still have effective prayers. Still good. But if we go to four... It's out. And five is right out to right quote out. our Monty Python friends. <laughs> right? So if uh, we were laughing a little bit about this verse in Matthew 18, 20, which is often quoted. I've been with people who sometimes they're praying, and I even hear, I've heard pastors do this. Yeah. They go, Lord, you say in your word, where two or three are gathered in your name, there you will be in the midst of them. So we come to you now. Almost as if God isn't there unless you have two or three, right? Which means you can't have more than that. And it sometimes makes people think, gosh, my prayers are going to be more effective if uh, I don't pray by myself. It's really interesting. One of the reasons we know that this is not a verse to use when we're talking about prayer is we know that um, in Matthew chapter 28, when Jesus was talking to his disciples in general, he said, Lord, I'm going to be with you even to the end of the age, unless it's just one of you or more than three. Right. He didn't say that. Right? And so, look, this is a, a um, the reason we're really doing this real truth real quick. I'm not sure anybody's thrown completely off by this idea, but it's a lazy way. Watch how many times you hear people pray. And in corporate prayer, they'll say, Lord, you say, where two or three are gathered, there I'll be in your midst. So we come to you. It's, it's also interesting. Not only did Jesus say in Matthew 28, 20, uh, I'll never leave you or forsake you. In Matthew 6, when he's teaching his disciples to pray, he says, when you pray, Go to your inner room, close the door, and he says, pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. Yeah. So you're not supposed to find a closet where there's already one other person there, or maybe two. Right. Right? So obviously, whatever is going on in Matthew 18, 20, which we should read it, has nothing to do with prayer. God is always in our midst if we're his people. We're to pray at all times in the spirit, not all times in groups of two or three. Now, let me just say this. Corporate prayer is really important. Okay, um, and so it's good to agree together that God's word wants something. By the way, how do you know your prayers are going to be answered? And that is, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, the scripture says, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. And, and so, you know, we can agree together. This is what God wants. That's really the context of Matthew 18, 20. It's not anything to do with prayer. Okay, um, let's just take a look at it. So Matthew 18, 18, Jesus has just got through talking about what to do when you see a brother caught in any spiritual trespass. And he says, go to your brother in secret. And if he repents, you've, you've won your brother. If not, grab somebody else and go back to him and say, hey, we both agree that what you're in the middle of is not becoming of a believer. And it, if the brother still stiffens his neck, it says widen it to the entire church. And if that person still doesn't respond, we're then supposed to put him at the membership of the local church. We did a real truth real quick on should, should there be a higher standard for membership in a local church than there is for heaven? The answer to that one was, yeah, go listen to that real truth real quick. But here, what he's specifically saying is, hey, we all need each other, right? Psalm 141 verse 5 says, let the righteous smite me in kindness. But it's not just Adam thinking one thing and Todd thinking another. Sometimes you and I need to, as we study scripture together, we might need some help, yeah. right? And certainly, throughout church history, there have been times that the church has gathered together, councils, where they've made a decision about what is right and what is wrong. Uh, Matthew 18, 18 says this, truly I say to you, and he's talking to his disciples, mm -hmm. right after he just got through talking about what you should do when you put people outside the church, he says, I say to you, 
Um, what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's, that's 18. Then 19 goes on to say, I, I, I say to you again, that if two of you agree on anything that they may ask, then I'm going to be in the midst of it. It shall be done for them with them. But my Father who's in heaven. What he means there is the authority of the church isn't supposed to rest in any one individual. Yeah. There's no one person that can hear from God that is going to be able to manipulate and, if you will, uh, in a heavy-handed way, pronounce judgment on other people. There needs to be agreement, and that agreement needs to come from Scripture. By the way, you can get two or three people who agree with the wrong thing, and God's not going to be there in the midst of them. The context of this is, as you abide with me, as my word dwells in you, as you rightly divide the word of truth, you should speak together authoritatively as representatives of the church. And Jesus says, through his brother James, you know, in the New Testament, he said, let not many of you be teachers because you're going to incur stricter judgment. Right. There's been plenty of times and plenty of places, not just where pastors have said things like, hey, there's two or three of us here, so God, you're in our midst, which is a bad use of the text, but they've corporately agreed to things that aren't biblical and aren't true. And so just because there's two or three, it doesn't always mean that God's there in their midst. God's there in their midst when they're yielded to the Spirit, they're accurately dividing the word of truth as workmen who show themselves proof so they won't need to be ashamed. But the context here is really church discipline and church authority yeah. more than the ability to have your prayers answered. It's okay to pray in secret, okay? Uh, and uh, it's okay to pray with more than three more people. More than three, yeah. Yep. So the context here is the church has a tremendous responsibility. And it should humble all of us, um, not only when we uh, say things are true, but when we associate ourselves with a body who says certain things are true, God says he's going to hold the church into account for what it teaches. And Jesus is letting them know, hey, listen, you're representing me. You are my ambassadors. So make sure the way you represent me individually and certainly collectively that you do it in a way that's going to bring glory to your Father in heaven and not cause people to go astray. I like that answer, Todd. Thank you so much. Be sure to check out those show notes for other helpful resources. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll talk to you again next week. Hey, friends, thanks for watching that episode of Real Truth Real Quick, where I try and give answers to life, leadership, and the world we live in. We love doing this because it's a great way to push forward biblical truth and equip the saints. Hey, do us a favor and subscribe to our channel, which you can do by hitting up YouTube or just hit the link in the show notes below.